From news across the world to events in your community. Hear about it all on WKOK Sunrise on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. And thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. He's doing a fabulous job even as we speak. Rob Center on the other side of the glass, making sure everything will be ready on the podcast platforms shortly after our interview. So we always appreciate his uh, help and hard work each week. On the news line with us now, Dr. Matthew Herford is with us. He's from UPMC Health Plan. And we're going to talk about May being Mental Health Awareness Month. Thank you, Doctor, for calling in. Good morning. Good morning. I do appreciate you checking in. Uh, you and I have talked about this very topic in the past and spoken to various experts at UPMC and other places about mental health and bringing this up and talking about it. Uh, why is awareness still key to keep bringing up factual information about mental health and reporting progress? Sadly, um, we know that still 20-plus percent of Americans are going to experience a mental health challenge in any given year, uh, and not all of those folks end up getting treatment. And so using May to spotlight the importance of mental health is still critically needed. Uh, the good news is treatment's available, treatment works, and if we can get people connected, they can make a huge improvement in their lives. So we really appreciate you spotlighting uh, mental health once again this year. When you say treatment is available, what is available for some of the common uh, mental health concerns that we have today? Well, there are a lot of tools in the toolbox, and that's why it's so important that people reach out and maybe start by speaking with their primary care doctor or contacting a, a therapist or mental health professional directly because uh, there are various forms of talk therapy, there are medications, there are also lots of things that people can do at home and on their own to help their mental health and wellness. Simple things like getting a good night's rest, uh, getting lots of exercise, not overusing drugs or alcohol, even things like yoga, meditation have been shown to help reduce the symptoms of stress and anxiety. I think you just mentioned uh, fitness and uh, sleep as being crucial to mental health. I don't want to gloss over those. I think that uh, you have told us in the past that those are really pivotally important and deserve an extra emphasis. Please do so. Absolutely. And, you know, the great thing about getting good night's rest and getting regular exercise is there's really no side effects. And that can be a concern that some people have with, for example, medications. Um, but getting seven, eight hours of uh, good restful sleep, um, getting 20, 30 minutes of exercise five days a week can be anything from you know, vigorous walking to uh, you know, jogging, uh, playing active sport, things like that, uh, have been clinically shown to reduce those symptoms, stress, anxiety, even depression. And certainly for individuals that have more severe symptoms, um, we would encourage them to reach out again to their doctor or to a mental health professional and just have a conversation and see if uh, additional treatment but might be warranted. But um, in all cases, those things we just mentioned and, and talked about uh, can benefit us all, whether we're having symptoms now or we just want to keep up our emotional health uh, in the same way that we keep up our physical health. 
What are some of the symptoms of a mental health concern that we could start to address? What would be the first signs of maybe anxiety, stress, or depression that uh, we can uh, look out for, those first signs? That's an important question because a lot of people wonder uh, when they're going through a hard time or struggling through a difficult situation, whether it's just normal, you know, human nature and normal reaction or if it represents you know something that might be a mental health diagnosis or condition so a couple of things to watch out for uh, first recognize that if you the symptoms that you're having just don't seem to go away so after a major life event losing a job a death of a loved one something like that it's normal to feel worried stressed sad maybe even have some changes in your sleep and appetite uh, but those things generally start to get better. Sometimes after a few weeks, it's when they don't um, get any better. And, and sometimes we may not recognize that in ourselves. So during Mental Health Month, we, often, we really encourage people to not just be checking in with themselves, but also with their friends and their family. And if you notice that you're, yourself or someone that you care about is no longer enjoying the activities that they used to enjoy. They're not going out and being social. They're, you know, they've given up hobbies. They're not spending time with their family and loved ones. These things might be signs that uh, this is not just a normal stress reaction or a normal uh, anxiety reaction. And if that's, those start to pile up, um, that's usually a good early warning that it might be time to reach out and just get an evaluation. Um, there's no harm in talking to somebody, talking through what you're going through, or encouraging somebody you care about to reach out and speak with someone. What might be the barriers? Is it, are we still talking stigma? I mean, I had my first mental health stigma conversation 30 years ago on the radio. Are we still talking about folks just don't want to get help? I wish we weren't uh, talking about stigma anymore, but, but sadly we are. It definitely plays a part. It plays a role. Uh, I think some encouraging news, however, is that coming out of the pandemic, we all went through uh, kind of a collective traumatic experience. It was hard on everyone. And what we saw during the pandemic was a lot of people talking on social media, on the radio, on broadcasts and programs such as your own, uh, high-profile celebrities, politicians, talking openly about their mental health challenges in a way that we really never did before as a nation. Uh, obviously, most recently with Senator Fetterman seeking treatment for his post-stroke depression, which is a sadly very common uh, and difficult condition. We certainly wish Senator Fetterman and his family well. Um, you, know, you go back a generation to Senator Eagleton, and that was a career-ending decision to talk about one's mental health. So we're making progress uh, as we become, I think, more open about talking about the various challenges, the impacts um, that you know, life's events can have on all of us. Um, so we do need to keep talking about the importance of mental health. We want to take opportunities like May is Mental Health Month to encourage folks, again, to be checking in with themselves, their neighbors, their friends and family. Um, unfortunately, uh, mental health is one of those violent killers. Uh, for example, we know now that social isolation, just being lonely, uh, can greatly impact not just your emotional health, but also your physical health. And oftentimes when people are feeling depressed, they isolate, they 
don't talk. They don't want to go out. They don't want to go to work. Uh, and that means that they're at greater risk, not just for their depression to continue, but also for things like Alzheimer's disease, cardiovascular disease like heart attacks, and strokes. So we really need to keep talking about this, address stigma, encourage people to seek treatment. We also have talked a lot lately about teenagers and the impact of the pandemic in terms of mental health, although uh, our first expert from UPMC who talked to us about teen mental health was probably back in 2010 or 2011, so the pandemic may have accelerated things, but the conversation was already underway. Talk about, if we're talking about teens, what are we talking about in in terms of what's happening and, and what is the hope that we'll keep looking for? Well, I wish we could say that we've made a lot of progress on the overall mental health of young people, but unfortunately things are moving in the, in the wrong direction. Um, since one of my colleagues um, spoke to you back in 2010, in fact, uh, things have gotten, even before the pandemic, got about 40% worse. So we saw that between 2009 and 2019, there was a 40% increase in the number of young people and adolescents that were reporting that they had serious emotional or mental health challenges, um, things like depression, stress, and anxiety that were significant enough to things like make them not want to go to school. Um, there was an increase in the rates of uh, suicidal thinking, rates in the number of people that young people that had injuries because of suicidal attempts, and that was all before the pandemic. Unfortunately, that got even worse during the pandemic, and we're still sorting through all of the data during the last couple of years. Um, but it has reached a point that even the Surgeon, United States Surgeon General, Dr. Vivek Murthy, uh, is highlighting the importance of youth mental health. He was in Pittsburgh just recently, a couple of weeks ago, um, talking with PMC's uh, health plan and some of the mental health providers in that area uh, about the importance of addressing mental health challenges in school and elsewhere. Um, there's certainly a lot of speculation about what's driving this. Um, to get back to that idea about social isolation, um, kids during the pandemic, during school lockdowns, were really deprived of the opportunity to have as much contact with their peers. There wasn't as much contact with teachers and you know school officials and healthcare providers that may have been able to notice something going on in a young person's life and intervene earlier, get them connected to treatment or support. You know, we all need those. We all need those connections, uh, and when you don't have them, especially at a very, very formative age like adolescence, it can be difficult. Social media has been pointed to as a way of exacerbating and making much worse all of the uh, the difficulties that young people feel during adolescence. Um, regardless of the root cause. I think the most important thing is that we're checking in with our young people. So if you have a teenager at home like I do, having those conversations regularly about how are things going. And sometimes an easy way for parents to get an in on that is maybe not to ask directly, but ask your, the young person, how are, your, how are your friends doing? Oftentimes children or adolescents are much more comfortable talking about um, how their friends or their peers are doing before they're able to fully talk about and disclose what's going on for themselves. So that can be a good and helpful way to, to initiate a conversation about mental health and how people, some people are doing these days.
All right, well, just about 30 seconds left. Can you tell us uh, where to get resources and assistance on any of these topics we talked about? Absolutely. Absolutely. Certainly, if any of your listeners are members of the PMC Health Plan or Community Care Behavioral Health, they can contact us directly, the number on the back of your card. I'd also encourage if any of your listeners have uh, uh, any kind of insurance, whether that's Medicaid or commercial insurance, to call the number on the back of their card as a way of accessing uh, treatment if they think that's needed. Talking to your primary care physician, if you have, a, have one, a good relationship, it's a good place to start. Uh, if you just want to learn more about mental health and mental illness, there's some wonderful organizations that are very active in Pennsylvania, including Mental Health America, MHA, and the National Alliance for Mental Illness, or NAMI, that's N-A-M-I. And they both have great websites that offer all sorts of information just about what is mental health, how to get treatment, what treatment looks like, and what some resources and supports might be in your area if you're concerned about yourself well, thank you again, Dr. Herford. Uh, as I mentioned, each one of these topics, we could probably do a whole 10 to 20 minute interview or even longer just uh, digging into this. But thank you <clears throat> for the quick Monday morning primer on all these topics, and we will stay in touch, sir. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Dr. Matthew Herford is a UPMC health plan doctor, talking about May being Mental Health Awareness Month. He talked about NAMI, National Alliance on Mental Illness, NAMI.org, N-A-M-I.org.